Welcome to Living Scent, a Resonate Church podcast where we talk about what it means to be missional, putting missional back in our missional communities. And we are talking about enjoying grace, embodying love, and engaging culture as we learn how to live scent. Okay, it's great to be here for another episode of Living Scent. And in the room today, we've got some uh, VIPs, some special guests. Sitting across from me is Daniel. How are you doing, Daniel? Feeling good. Feeling good. Okay, (laughs) and right next to me is Sarah, Daniel's wife, Sarah, or Daniel's, Sarah's husband, yeah, so Sarah's right here. How are you doing today? Hi, Scott. Good. Good. Glad you're here. And our co-host, the amazing Yvonne. What's, What's up? up? Still laughing. Yeah, yeah. And then we've got actually a panel of people watching us over in the side. We've got the tech crew, Caleb and uh, Vicky are rocking it They're out. They're the legitness. They're the legitness. They yeah. make it work. Yeah. So, um, and hey, uh, Yvonne, what are we going to be talking about today? Ooh, today our episode is called brokenness and I am just super pumped because I've known Sarah and Daniel for years um, but just haven't gotten to like sit and have a conversation with the two of them at the same time yeah and so I think we always hear about how God uses the broken things but a lot of times we don't get to hear really tangible examples and so by God's grace the spirit has really encouraged and emboldened Sarah and Daniel to do that with that very thing with their neighbors mm-hmm. and it's been miraculous and mm-hmm. they emboldened them to even just share that with all of us so I'm so honored and pumped. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. It's so good. Hey, uh so why don't you just start with the story by telling us how long you've been coming to resonate? Uh, uh 9 years, 10 years? We I was just got married. With Emma. She's Okay. She's, she's gonna 10. be eleven. Eleven. Okay. Ooh, we were at um, we were old. at Forest Park. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All the way back. Way back. Yeah. You're, you're like yes, OG. Yes. We walked into Forest yeah. Park in Jackson Purdue. Shake to my hand. Oh, oh, I miss yeah. him. I yes. miss him too. We all I miss do. him too. It's very mm-hmm. special. Yeah. Very very special. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And uh, a part of that journey, like, how did you find Resonate? Like, what what got you to walk in the door the first time? To. Um, Jen, what was her? Scott, Scott and Geneve. Geneve. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, they were old members. Um, I think we were meeting with them because they lived near us in Pleasanton for yeah. a bit. Yeah, and then they just mentioned that they were checking out Resonate, and mm. they, we should check it out too. And yeah. on a whim, I think we just decided, let's go. Let's just yeah. take them up on that. We just started hearing the gospel every week, so we uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we made the drive every week. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's awesome. Yeah, it's funny. Like <clears throat> I was able to. Th- remember the sermon on Wednesday, which is just okay. not really something that Whoa. happens very often. That's like a litmus test. Yeah, yeah. You know, so <laughs> like, I was pretty... Heard it on Sunday, and then after all the work and everything on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, on Wednesday, you were still thinking yeah. about it. It was... I think yeah. the analogy was like, Sunday wasn't the goal, but rather the springboard into the rest of the week. And that kind of... We swam in the gospel from from Sunday on. Yeah, it was a very tangible change for me. Mm. Yeah. Wow, yeah, yeah. That's that's really encouraging to hear that. And you saw yourself even there at the beginning, like there was changes. Taking place. There was a deeper understanding of how it, Christianity wasn't a Sunday thing. And I grew up in the church, right? Yeah. And I knew that reading the Bible was an important aspect of it. But, but I applying it to every aspect of my life and and truly um, letting God in to the darker areas. Yeah. Just, 
I mean, it's taken like 10-ish years, but yeah, it's... I'm still not. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a daily grind. Yeah. Um, but the coffee yeah. smells good. Okay. Right? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> the grind of my life yeah. <laughs> is making coffee. That's yeah. awesome. And um, so as you guys came in together, it sounded, Sarah, like you were having part of that experience too, like hearing the gospel. What it, Was it like Daniel's journey or what was your journey when you first started coming to Resonate? Um, I think I, well, I mean, I grew up in a very like workspace Christian home where it was all about like not being, you know, don't do this or you won't go to heaven. And then I think I just realized that like God loves me just the way I am. And hmm. um, I just started to understand the gospel and his grace. I don't fully understand it yet. Obviously, he's still carving me and molding me to understand that. But um, yeah, Resonate is, is just, it's our home. It's you know, we've grown to just learn to serve with everyone, and yeah, um, yeah that's just humbling. So, yeah. your family. So yeah, we're your we family. we're still here. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Now, part of your story <clears throat> involved a move, <clears throat> and and so there was a, a moment. I'm not even sure like how long ago. It's been some years, yeah. but but moving to Livermore, and uh, I as I was talking with you in the lobby, you were sharing about this move and how like. You sort of had one thing in mind, but you saw God doing something else in in this move. So, uh, what took you to Livermore? How'd you how'd you end up where you're at right now? Um, we were looking for a house for a very long time. Um, like any family struggling to find a home and buy a home, bigger space. Our family was growing, and we just we you know we just kept getting turned down. Um, but we were driving on Vasco one day and just saw this pile of dirt and like three homes that were like still being built. Mm. Um, so we stopped there and on a whim, on a okay. whim, Plus, yeah. Like, yeah. we don't belong here. Yeah. I don't okay. know. Let's just but look, let's, let's just, just go look at the model homes and like dream, pretend that we could live here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really, it was like, let's pretend <laughs> it's time to pretend. For yeah. A little bit. We, we didn't think that we would be there. I mean, yeah, we had no idea. And then, and we had a lot of things that were, preventing us and we really thought that we weren't going to be there but um you had to be like on this priority list at a certain time and they only released four homes at a time and I thought oh, that wow. wow um you know it was either a lottery or I don't know how they did it back then I forget but you know people were camping out and stuff but oh really God just he paved every way mm. every which way and 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 every detail I I just couldn't believe um yeah yeah. how he worked it all out but yes we we moved there in 2018 okay. january yeah he used people in our lives that may not even realize god used mm. be, be used yeah. and it was um you know their skill set their their resources their um their guidance really and then suddenly we we're like oh snap we we can do this and i don't know how we were I don't I mean, know how God really just provided ahead of us. for and us. Suddenly, yeah, yeah. they have the opportunity. Now <clears throat> they dropped out, or you know, it. It at the time we were just kind of in the moment, but reflecting back, it's like God's hand had to have made it happen. Yeah, um, there's no other explanation. Yeah, really. And as we were moving in, you know, I'm looking around and I'm looking at like meeting some neighbors here and there, and they're like. Oh, I, I work here, and I'm this. 
I, I do the scientist thing, you know, or, oh, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm in the medical field, yeah. but I'm not just, you know, X, Y, and Z. I'm, I'm quite, uh, yeah. quite up there. I'm like, I don't belong here. Yeah, I don't belong here. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all got PhDs and I got a high school diploma. <laughs> we, live, we live right across the street from the lab, so there's a lot of uh, people that, you know. Nerdy nerds. Yeah, like, Nerdy nerds. Labby. Yeah, super, super smart uh, folk that, that um, yeah, so it was quite intimidating to say the least um, and to feel a little out of sorts um, in that area. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the... That's how the, we ended up there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you, just now you talked about meeting neighbors and yeah. uh, it, has that always been your guys's like natural bent that, wow, there's like some stuff going on outside. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. We pardon the mess. Yeah. We have some... Uh, <laughs> Peripheral noises happening during the recording. Oh, that's right. So just go back to Yvonne. Yeah. Everyone just listen to Yvonne. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And has that always been your guys' natural inclination no, to talk not. to neighbors? Absolutely no. not. We came from a very quiet neighborhood where, <laughs> you know, you shut your door and you don't talk to your neighbors. Like yeah. these people were like not interested in hanging out with us mm. at all. Yeah. So when we moved there and all these people were like moving in slowly, um, we were very shy. We were very like close-minded. Um, mm. So it, it took a while for us to 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 meet everyone. Yeah. I th- yeah, I think one of the catalysts was our kids needing to just escape the house. And yes. Us to have some yeah. escape from the kids a little bit. Um, yeah, so, you know, that's kids, real. I, that's real. So glad like, you used our kids. Dad. Really, I did. Like, <laughs> kids are turds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The Lord, the Lord has used our children to yeah. really um, we love them. help us, yeah. uh, you know, just kind of like <laughs> be like a, a, a kid out guy. there. Yeah. And um, mommy, they're so-and-so's mom. They want to say mm. hi. Oh, yeah. Know? They're making the connections. Yeah. Like they're yeah. the networkers. Totally. They, yeah. they, they don't started care. all this drama. They have no like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I love baggage, it. Right? I, I love yeah. it. No embarrassment. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, you like to play basketball? I like to play with balls. We're going to go over there and they're going to yeah. have a great time. And yes. I'm like, well, hi, so. I'm Daniel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Five years later, they're all best friends. Yeah. Okay. You know. That's amazing. Yeah, it's great. That's so amazing. That really helped um, kind of grease the wheels, if you will. Yeah. Well, share that journey for you guys. As you like, you get into the home and you're tr- sort of like staying to yourselves. How did God start opening up those doors? What did those first steps of relationships look like? So the kids are connecting. What was your journey? Well, our neighborhood likes to have block parties. <laughs> that sounds like a natural nightmare to me. Yeah. But keep and going. I think you might have mentioned that you live in Livermore, and there, and there they might like be. To drink. There might be. Are there any vineyards in Livermore? By yeah. Chance? So yeah. I think that's how we started. Just. Hanging out was the kids were playing outside. We'd have some block parties. We'd have some Christmas parties. Yeah. Um, and then a year or so into it, I think, is when we started to really, like, understand each person's story mm. or where each person was coming from. Yeah. 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 Were people just sharing their stories or were you guys asking them? How did that come about? Uh <laughs> Well, um, yeah, let's see. I think see. Sarah's journey is a little bit different than mine, mm. for sure. Um, <clears throat> so she shared with me that her husband just got laid off. Um, mm. Just, you know, high tech, whatever. Just They just bought a house. Her husband just got laid off. Um, I was like, well, I'm going to make you dinner. I don't know what we're going to do after this, but I'm going to make you dinner. 
and I just dropped it off. And I feel like it kind of opened a. Uh, uh, what do you? Oh, you're a real person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. It was like, yeah. I see you. I see your struggle. And that was all of Sarah's volition. Like there was no prompting um, from any human, at least. That mm -hmm. was all Sarah's heart, and just empathizing with their situation. Um, time and time again, that's what I'm seeing. How God I would has just, used her. Yeah. I would just really watch the kids play outside, and I'd be baking banana bread, and I'd just come out there with the loaf and say, everyone, come get banana bread. Yeah. Mm. Um, really, it wasn't anything, like, special. It was just us hanging out, really. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So that's how I, we all just, I really I believe God uses ordinary things. We're, like, always waiting for something amazing, and God's like, no, 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 I want to use ordinary things. Totally. Right? Yeah, like food. I, it's also really interesting to me that Jesus, if you like read the New Testament, you can't get away from bread and wine. Like, you know, so like your banana bread, it's like, yeah. mm -hmm. like this is, it makes sense that Jesus would use banana bread. Like that sounds exactly like the kind of Savior. Yeah. So. And you yeah. said, oh, I was just doing this. I was just watching the kids. I was just making banana bread. And I think yet, it was at that time it was yeah. weird. I noticed that like me making the bread and everyone coming, I was like, this is my MC right here. I can't go to Fremont for MC every mm -hmm. week. Like I was like, this is gonna be my MC. And that's when I decided like these were these are gonna be the people that are around me that I'm just gonna hang out with and you know, maybe one day talk about Jesus. I don't know. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> that that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, tell me how how has God been giving you opportunities to love your neighbors what what do those opportunities look like banana bread uh we've heard lots of stories okay. um and this is like over years of you know just building relationship yeah. genuine relationship, genuine relationship. Like no you agenda. start to yeah. there's no, no agenda, agenda. No none agenda. at all no agenda and years <clears throat> mm -hmm. um Someone doesn't just come up to you and, right. you know, you meet them for the first time and they tell you, you know, what's going on. You don't know what someone's going through until you really hang out with them. Mm -hmm. um, and so you just start to learn what everyone's been through. So-and-so's brother committed suicide. So-and-so's lost their job. So-and-so is having a really hard time, you know. Mm -hmm. Just, and then, have you guys found a church around here? I just don't know. Oh, you go to church? You know, just like conversations mm -hmm. like that, yeah. um, I yeah. think, is what kind of opened up uh, this talk of the gospel. And uh, you just kind of learn about what they're struggling with. And you just say, you're not alone. Like, we're, we're right next to each other, literally. Like, anything you need, like, let's talk about it. Let's, whatever, what do you need? What can I do for you? I think is what I always wanted to do was just was just serve because God like God gave me this heart for them and I don't know where it came from. Mm. <laughs> yes. Um yeah, and I don't I don't love people like that very easily, you know? I mm. just I don't. But yeah, God yeah. gave me this heart for them. I don't know where it came from. I yeah. love the order you put it in. Like God gave it to you. <clears throat> yeah. And then God's using it. Yes. Right? So I don't even know where it came from. No. It's and like I don't want to do it every day. Yeah. I don't. It's exhausting sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It being, is. Mm -hmm. Being um, just so invested in someone's brokenness, you're just like, oh, I'm tired of this. Like, I don't want to hear about it. But really, I don't, don't think it were without the Lord giving me, like, the, the grace I have for them to empathize for them. Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't be able to. 
as a as a broken human being yeah. like feel for them at all but yeah what about your journey Dan yeah I, a lot of it is watching Sarah and her giftings honestly no I'm serious like, she's, she's shaking <laughs> yes! I wish we had a video camera because well. she she just made it awesome like what are you saying yeah. space and even waved her arms around a yeah. little bit it was it's, really cute it's harder for for me um coming from almost like hiding your feelings or needing to never show emotion as a guy. And it's almost more difficult, or at least I've found in the past, to connect with men on a level that you can be broken. What? As a guy? Um, and share problems with dudes? Like, it's almost like an unheard of thing. And I, I don't know mm. if it's universal. Um, I can only speak to my my journey. Um but every time I've taken that leap of faith, and you know, my MC leader uh, talks about just leaping for Jesus and just trusting that He's going to catch, has proven uh, that God will show up. And it's as it could be as innocuous as like a guy suddenly realizing, oh, this guy just said something real. You know, hmm. um, it could be as, as simple as complimenting somebody for a good job. Or, you know, seeing and noticing that they've put effort into something and really just saying, you know, I see the detail of this particular project that you've done. And being enthusiastic about it because I'm into it too. And building that relationship up. Um, in, not even in, uh, intentionally. It's just I'm trying to make a friend. And in that, because we're Christians and we're not hiding it. Yeah, we mentioned, yeah, we're going to church. Sorry. Um, we'll be home at like one because we go to church in Fremont. Sorry. Sorry. We can't the go. The banana to, bread yeah, is going to yeah. have to wait. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to wait in line. <laughs> Your ticket number is yeah. 30. Right? It's just, it's that, it's, I think that's where I have discovered God showing up is that I don't need to hide my faith, but in fact, I need to be genuine with it wherever I'm at. And then God's going to take that pitiful, pitiful faith that I have and magnify it for his glory. So, I mean, just what I have found and, and noticed is it catches dudes off guard when I'm genuine and reveal a little bit of that brokenness with them. And to that end, they've responded very positively um, through like a awkward handshake or like actually genuinely coming up to me and saying, Hey, and then spilling some of their 10%, if you will, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Um, and me just saying like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm about to dump something like at work, this happened. And I, you know, it's been amazing to grow in that area of my life. Yeah. Yeah. I love how you're using the 10%. It's like, we'll show people 90%. But yeah. there's ten percent that we're like, mm -mm, yeah, nope, don't look in there, yeah. right? And then that's the that's the area that you're you're finding the freedom to bring out. Yes, yeah, and not shying away from speaking about my faith, mm -hmm. and not shying away from the reality of of being saved by Jesus. Uh, that's for me. That's huge leaps. You know, before it's like, oh, just oh, that's cool. Oh, great. All right. Uh, see you tomorrow. 
Right? <laughs> just, you know, it's kind of like, oh, this is getting too real. I'm yeah. out. I'm out. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Hit the eject cord. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where's like, that? oh, I think Sarah needs me back. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, just getting, getting. That's all I'll have to say about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it. That's it for that yeah. sentence. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that you're saying it's act, it's the brokenness that's opening those doors with these guys. Yeah. 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 And it's the freedom that you've experienced that is giving them the freedom too. Like so your freedom begets their freedom. And it's crazy that it's just a, a little um, like a compliment to them or even just showing any kind of like and you're like, I'm just trying to make a friend here, yeah. you know? And yeah, God's been doing the rest. That's so cool. Yeah. How have you seen God using brokenness from from your part of the story, Sarah? Um, I've definitely gone through a lot uh, in the last five years in our marriage, in our home. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been really hard to share that with my neighbors. Uh, but... <clears throat> They've just seen me in tears. They've seen me just being me, you know, just Mm. like I don't know what to do, but this is what I'm going through right now, and I don't know what to do. Um, And I think that, uh, you know, God's just always shown up, um, whether he's been using them who don't believe or (laughs) um, just my community of MC sisters or whatever it is. But, um, yeah. He's used my broken story um, a lot in our neighborhood, I would say. Yeah. 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 Um, what What's sort of the the way that your neighbors respond when you share more of, like, okay, this is what I'm struggling with? How's, how have you seen that impact them? I think it opens them up to... Actually, can you come over tonight? And um, I just I want to share what we've been going through too. You know, I mean. That was the, so you shared yes. where okay, and oh, their, their response one, is like, one time three come over ago, so we know. can talk yes, and we can like be totally. together in this. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's many a night where Sarah's like, I'm going to this girl's house. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like, can I? It's like, I'm going. Yeah. I'm like, come on. I, I get it. Yeah. Get it, girl. Yeah. I'll come back like three hours later. <laughs> yeah. You know. She may or may not be wind up, but, okay. you know, yeah. but it's, hey, it's Livermore. <laughs> it's Livermore, yeah. baby. That's part of it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, it's part of, of the journey. And I'm just, I'm proud of her for that. And it's cool to see that her love for the neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's been the hardest part of bringing the love of Jesus to your neighborhood? Understanding that I cannot be the one to save them. Yeah. There has been so many days where I'm like, oh, I just want her to understand, like, what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Like, stop doing that because it's not going to help you. (laughs) You know, just, 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 yeah, just accepting them for where they're at. Just like God accepts me for where I'm at mm. in whatever season I'm, I'm at. I'm not on, they're not on my timeline. They're on God's timeline. Yep. And I have just struggled with, um, yeah, just like, I want you to know that God is just so amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but it, it's just, yeah, it's on his timeline. They, they understand that I'm crazy for him, but um, <laughs> yeah, but you know. 
they're not there yet and that's okay and I, and I am there to you know whenever they're ready and and God ha- God has them you know? yeah yeah I love that that's been your inner struggle though because if it wasn't it probably wouldn't sound that good of you saying that. Like wanting so badly for someone else, even to the point of being a little intense, <laughs> you know. But that I think that just signals so much to the the people in your life. Like, this, sometimes it might be like feeling impatient or off putting, but this is important to Sarah. Um, yeah, you know, I forget the sermon on praying for your one who mm-hmm. you want to see come to know the Lord, and I feel like with me, I have like twenty, you know. In, like, on Rovello Loop. Like, I have 20 on Rovello Loop who I just want them to know the Lord. Yes. (laughs) You know, and I've just, like, all I can do is pray and all I can do is just be me and I am not the one to save them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love where Paul talks about how he planted an Apollos water, but God gave the increase, right? Like, Mm -hmm. like it's just, Mm -hmm. like, so clear— it's not that we don't have a part. We have a part, but our part is just to do the thing, the simple thing that we can, right? And that it's always only God that does it. It's always only him. So then we we become like joy sharers, brokenness sharers, and people who are waiting for God to do something, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm curious, like, in... In, in your journey, how do you feel like you've grown? How God has grown you? Hmm. A lot of my growth is intentionality. Um, if I'm honest with myself, I wasn't intentional with my faith for years. I mean, I'm close to 40 now. And I would say that the last five years have been intentional. And that's through a lot of God putting amazing men in my life through MC. Um, that I can say, like, that guy, he gave it all up for God. And mm. he's following his calling. Um, and for someone who didn't have a lot of men in his life who are followers and strong followers that he could be influenced by, that was almost like God answering a prayer of like, please put these men in my life that I can ask questions to, who can show me what it is to be a man of God, to be a leader in the household, to to be a father that is worthy of the sons that he's been blessed with and the daughter that he's been blessed with. How can I guide them now to be pointing at Jesus too? Um, so my faith journey is really... I almost feel like it's still, still in in the growth phase. Sure. Yeah. Um, have we? Are we there yet? No, you're no. not. Right. Yeah. And and <clears throat> I'm excited to to see where God is taking me. Because um, I feel like I understand the gospel far more richly than ever before. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And I'm anticipating that that will pour out to the men in my life um yeah that's yeah. that's really where my prayer I'm is i'm sure yeah. it has already daniel mm. i'm sure it has 
I know your MC leader. I hear his stories. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the dirty secrets. I, I love too. I just have to pause. Like Romans eight twenty nine says, we've been predestined to be conformed to the image of Christ, and that means wherever I am right now, God is going to sort of smash and conform me, so that at the end of my journey, I actually look just like Jesus. And so then I'm like, how how close am I to looking like Jesus right now? I'm like, not very much. So, yeah. so how much change should we be anticipating? Yeah. And I love what you're sharing. It's like you're actually experiencing change. That's 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 beautiful. Yeah, we're not there yet. But um, yeah, awesome to see God's hands on you, growing, Amen. conforming. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Sarah? What would you say to like how what's God been growing in you? Um yeah, I'm still growing. You know, I'm still learning more about God. I don't have, I don't know everything, honestly. Like, I don't know much about the Bible yet. <laughs> I I don't know. I think that um, uh, he's shown me how much we are supposed to be where we are. Okay. Yeah. I, he's like, I have you on this block at this house on this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, I, yeah, totally. He's shown me that I am supposed to be where we are and that he has a plan. I don't even know. Like, I mean, five years into it, I've just, I'm mind boggled by how much God has done um, already. And so, like, I don't know, the next five years, I'm, I can't imagine what he can yeah, do. It's like another adventure. Totally. <laughs> he's He's been so faithful. Yeah. I love that you said, I don't know much of the Bible yet. But earlier, you also said, I have 21. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, how, how do you I, reconcile I, that? I Is that okay? 20 people that I have to pray for, but I don't know how to share the gospel with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I honestly, like, I, I'm i not very educated in the Bible. Like, I, I have a hard time, like, reading the Bible. It's mm-hmm. like, and I'm sure that they would have a hard time, too, like, understanding it's full of big words you know and, yeah um, where do you begin so i just begin with love mm-hmm. yeah mm. i as i'm just listening to your story i i hear daniel affirming you and you've shared even how you like looking through the window and you see your neighbors and now you're baking bread and your heart <laughs> just fills up with love for them there's there's things that god's given you that he's using and no amount of truth i think converts people i think kindness has converted more people than any kind of like sermon so it's that that love that he's given you being expressed through your action is living scent Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah well what encouragements would you offer to any mc leaders or apprentices that might be listening pray for your neighbors pray yeah yeah um and I challenge people not to be an introvert. <laughs> um, and if you are, maybe just step out a little yeah. and just say hi to someone. Yeah. I think uh, genuine, genuine relationship and curiosity of an other people's lives. Uh, I think that's what a lot of people who don't understand the gospel are looking for is just to be seen and heard. And... Yeah. We are seen and heard by Jesus. He knows our every thought and our every prayer and our every hope. 
and mm-hmm. he transforms them to his glory, which ultimately leads us to righteousness, right? Um, I know those are really big words, um, but I can only encourage people to trust that God knows better and that will lead them to say hi and, mm-hmm. and take it from there, right? Yeah. I love that you're talking about how Jesus sees us and he comes to us and knows us. Yeah. And you're tying that to your friends that you love and realizing how much they want to be known, how much they want to be understood. Yeah. And so the way that Jesus has loved you is now empowering you to love them in a way that they need. Yeah. 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 And I, I love the, the introvert. It, it might not be that we can't, it's not don't be an introvert. It's be an introvert with intention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. That's what I wanted to say, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> the I in introvert is for intention. I was like, oh, we, yeah. need, we, need, we need to start true. an introverts with intention club yeah. or something. Well, yeah. And on a super practical level, I mean, for me, I know that a lot of times, I know it's like weird. Some people think I'm an extrovert, but I actually just super enjoy my cave alone time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how really. I recharge. Yep. And it really took, the first people that reached me were introverts. And so maybe it takes introverts to reach other introverts sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I am so excited for how mm-hmm. God's used you. And I can't help but think of this conversation and think, what's the adventure for the next years? Like how God's going to use you. So um, thank you for being willing to share. Yes. Thank you for being willing to talk about your brokenness and, and even to get just, just to say God's using it. God's using you. Um, Amen. Yeah. So we're excited to be able to come back next week with more stories of how God is using sort of ordinary broken people to just be intentional introverts, right? And uh, that he's the one that's going to use us. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Thanks for having us. Okay. Thank you. <laughs>